Welcome back to The Conservatine, and this is your host, Chase Levitt. I think I can speak for most Americans in saying that Joe Biden's first year in office has proven to be an absolute disaster for not only the Biden administration, but the whole country. During Biden's 2020 campaign, President Biden gave many big promises that many already knew would be next to impossible for him and his administration to fulfill. These empty promises have led to many people who once supported the president to realize that he was not the right man for the nation's highest office as they had once thought. The countless amounts of problems that have occurred under the Biden administration's direction keep growing and growing at an alarming rate. So what I want to do is take a look at the administration's first year and the promises that they have yet to fulfill and the absolute mistakes and radical policies that are clearly not helping bring back our country. During Biden's 2020 presidential campaign, he gave countless amounts of these big promises that he and his administration thought would, quote unquote, build back America. Like, I, I don't really know what we're building back from. Um, under President Trump, we had one of the we had the strongest borders in our nation's history. Our economy was booming and we had everything in the right place. Obviously, there's all, all the time there's things that can be done to make something better. Something can be nothing is ever perfect. So there's always room to improve. Um, and there was stuff that Trump was still needed to work on. And that's why he was going for a second term, because he wanted to finish what he promised he said he would do. But the Biden administration thought that Trump's first presidency uh, was a failure. Well, I shouldn't say Biden's administration because he wasn't in office, but his campaign team and a lot of the left thought that Trump's first presidency was a disaster. But so they started the, uh, in Biden's campaign, he started the uh, build back better uh, idea that he vowed to implement if he was uh, elected as president of the United States. And obviously, as we all know, yeah, he did get elected as president of the United States. And he, those big promises that he gave in his campaign have already proven to be big, empty promises. As Joe Biden has had very little success in his in his tenure as president so far, but in only one year, the cons of this administration far outweigh the pros. This administration has had many more failures than successes in just a year, and we still have three more years to go. Three more years to go with this presidency. That is why we need to step up and fight against this radical government and this radical presidency that we have right now. Because what what the left does is they promise these big ideas that to some Americans sound great and amazing, but then when they actually get into office, they don't do anything. They're not trying to help the country. They did it for their own personal gain. 
So like I said in the introduction, I want to look at a list of uh, failures that the Biden administration has had since taking office um, in 2021. Um, so the first, so we know that one of the biggest, um, I call it the big ticket item of Joe Biden's uh, campaign was the Build Back Better. And when he got into office, there was a proposed Build Back Better uh, bill. It was called the Build Back Better Act. And obviously, if you've been paying attention to anything about that, it has failed to get passed in law. The bill was originally drafted with a budget of $3.5 trillion that included provisions and support for infrastructure and social policies, though the bill saw itself slashed to only about $1.75 trillion. Uh, in November of 2021, the bill passed through the House, but is, it has yet stalled in the Senate. And it this bill has been losing key support from some Democratic senators. And it has lost from specifically two Democratic senators, Senator Joe Manchin of West Virginia and Senator Kirsten Sinema of Arizona. Now, if you've been following along on the news or just hearing about stuff, you'll know that Senator Manchin and Senator Sinema have been doing great. They have been taking their personal um, fame in the Democratic Party they've and they've been doing what they need to for our country because they know that these radical bills that are being introduced um aren't going to do anything for the country and even though they're on the side of the president like they're in the democratic party they are supposed to be his they're supposed to vote for him right and so he has been losing these key supporters on these bills that he has been trying to pass. Now, if Biden wants this Build Back Better Act to pass and get to his desk for him to sign, he will definitely have to cut out key parts of the bill. And those include enhanced child tax credit, universal preschool, and increased climate change funding, in which are heavily opposed by the Republican Party, and rightfully so. Now, this is just one, this is item list item number one of Biden's failures um, of year one. Now, number two is another bill that was or two bills that were trying to be pushed um, through the House and the Senate. And that is the Freedom to Vote Act and the John R. Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act. Now, these were another one of Joe Biden's big ticket items when coming into office. After the 2020 election, um, well, so this these bills follow the introduction of new voting restrictions in Republican-led states in the aftermath of the 2020 election, and um, they have been trying. What the Democratic Party is trying to do, as we saw in the 2020 election, there were more and more mail-in ballots that were given and sent in which led to some of them coming in after the deadline for voting for them to be in and to be sent in. 
and which in my opinion and i think i a lot of people will agree with me is that if you don't get your vote in at the time it needs to get in then your vote shouldn't count now that's not me saying your vote doesn't matter and you shouldn't have the right to vote that is not what i'm saying at all i am saying that there is a set of rules for when your vote should be in so you still have a chance to vote but you just need to go in and do it by the deadline what the left and the democratic party are trying to do is they're trying to give these mail-in ballots for people who are too lazy to get up and go vote if it really matters that much if whoever's president matters to you so much then you can get off your couch and go vote at an in-person voting station and i think a lot of people in the uh in the government or in the house and the senate would agree with this because he has this um these bills have now been stalled um and the biden administration if they want either of these bills to pass they will need to reform the senate filibuster which again democratic senator joe manchin has been vocal about his opposition to the reform he is joining republicans in saying that there needs to be more time to discuss and debate over passing this these two acts that in my opinion just aren't that will lead to more and more election fraud which is what we can't be doing now another one of joe biden's big empty promises was that during his campaign he said he was going to cancel student debt student loan debt he was going to cancel it he vowed to cancel at least ten thousand dollars of student loan debt per person and he per person and take um stress off of people who are trying to pay back their student loan now the president has extended the interest-free pause on federal student loan payment repayments that was introduced amid the pandemic though the measure is by no means a forgiveness of standing loans the pause is scheduled to lift in february and payments will resume so this is obviously just blown up for joe biden another empty promise another big promise to get him elected that he is not following through with now this is one good thing like when he was saying it during his campaign that many i think republicans would like to see happen is student loan debt to be cut down and i think a lot of people would like that because it's stressful and if to help but also i think that i he much debate has been about the president's joe biden's authority to personally write off student debts and a lot many people of the democratic party are urging the president to use executive action to resolve the issue although the president himself said in april of 2021 that he does not know if he even has the authority to fulfill one of his biggest promises so what he did during his campaign is he promised this big thing that sounded amazing to a lot of people that he didn't even know that he had the authority for he doesn't even know if he could do it see that is what typical politicians both left and right in some cases do is they'll offer these big promises these big empty promises 
that just to get them elected. And then when they're in office, they don't follow through with them. Now, through this whole episode, I've been talking about Joe Biden's empty promises. And now I'm going to go get on to another one. And that was that he vowed to bring down numbers up from the pandemic and to because uh, the president has been he has still is very openly and very vocally he has ridiculed president trump and his administrations for their handling of the pandemic and he vowed to fix that and to lead the country in the right direction amid this covid pandemic and to make covid less of a concern However, the emergence of the Delta and Omicron strains have caused significant problem for the Biden for Biden and his administration's plan for stopping the virus. Um, Biden's administration has said that we are going to get enough uh, testing kits that every family can have one at their homes. No, there has been a shortage in testing kits. People have not been able to get tested like they uh, like they were promised, like the Biden administration has promised. Their handling of the uh, of COVID, the Biden administrations, has clearly shown that the Biden administration has clearly not been prepared, and they haven't they didn't have a right plan in place like they said all along through his campaign and through his early months of his presidency. And we are through stats and data coming in that there are more cases and deaths from COVID of COVID than Trump's when Trump had was in office during the start of the pandemic through uh, December or through January of 2021. Um, just this last week, as of well, the week of uh, January 20th, um, the surge in infections saw an average of over 750,000 daily new COVID cases. And the number of daily COVID deaths has also seen a rise in the past week with 1,796 deaths reported last Sunday. So that would have been the Sunday before January 20th. Um, if we're still having those numbers, that clearly shows that the Biden administration doesn't have a plan to get COVID under control. And one of his ways of getting this under control is he tried to put through a federal vaccine mandate for all businesses with over 100 employees, which thankfully was shut down by the, by the Supreme Court and deemed unconstitutional and out of the president's authority or anybody in the government's authority because it is unconstitutional. As I talked about in a couple episodes ago, is about the unconstitutional vaccine mandates and COVID in general. These vaccine mandates, they're not going to do anything. There's no legit evidence that the vaccine is going to, that it does anything yet because, you know, doctors, the experts, the CDC, all that say they won't even know its effectiveness for years to come. So why should we be putting our trust in this vaccine? And that's what Joe Biden and his administration is trying to push. You know, Trump through during the pandemic when he was in office, he started Operation Warp Speed, which was to get vaccines out to the public. The difference between Donald Trump and Joe Biden 
is that Donald Trump, he has encouraged to, um, Americans to get the vaccine, but he has never, he has been very opposed to these vaccine mandates. He thinks it should be up to every family and every individual's um, own perception of the vaccine and whether or not they want to go and get it. It's medical freedom. You shouldn't be vaccinated to do that. And that's what Joe Biden did. And he tried to do that, but it was thankfully shut down by the Supreme Court. Now, Let's, we're going to shift gears a little bit from COVID to from high numbers in COVID that the administration vowed to not have happen to a record inflation. Inflation rose 6.8% over the last year, which has been the highest in over four decades. 40 years, 6.8%. Middle class working Americans, blue collar workers, etc. are struggling to live comfortably under this rise in inflation. And these people and Joe Biden, I, I've watched a few videos lately where Joe Biden has clearly stated that he is working. He understands the middle class working Americans the most. He gets them and he's vowing to do what he can for them. But these prices and these insane this insane inflation is doing all but helping any american in anything especially those middle class working americans it is not doing anything one of the biggest things that we have seen rise in prices is gas prices and those have skyrocketed by 58% in november the largest increase in a 12 month period since 1980 and that was during the disastrous presidency of jimmy carter which the see a lot of similarities between Jimmy Carter and Joe Biden's presidencies after a, even after a year. Um, so as a 16 year old who just got my license, let's see, we're almost five months ago and I have to pay for half my gas. I have to, and you know, and I'm just, I'm going to speak for a lot of the teens out there who have to pay for their gas. There's not a lot of jobs that pay great, great money for people my age. And for us, for the people that have to pay for all their gas or half like I do, it's insane. We're using all the money that we make basically to go fill up our gas tanks because it's so high. I have to... It cost me $60 to fill up my, my car, which to some people is seems like a ton. Some people it seems like very little because like those people with trucks and all that are spending well over $100. And that's basically, you know, 75% of the money that I make is going towards filling up my gas tank, leaving not as much money for me to... Um, use on other stuff but luckily my parents help out with that because they know the extreme prices of gas and it's absolutely insane now joe biden he says that these high gas prices high um basic goods pr prices will go down and inflation and all will go down and that prices will begin to drop he said that he said that this is just a temporary thing and that we will get back to normal prices and the inflation will drop but I find it really 
easy to believe that this may just be another one of his big but empty promises because that is all that he has done throughout his whole presidency so far is he's said things to get people's attention and to get people to somewhat agree with him and then he'll go on to just not like do anything about it it's just a big empty promise now i talked about uh the southern border crisis in episode four of the episode of the podcast and we talked about a lot about how um our our nation's borders are wide open and the uh, the biden administration uh, under president trump december of 2020 um trump's last full month in office we had the tightest borders our nation has ever seen joe biden gets elected he takes his oath into office January 20th of 2021. It's like the southern border just flies wide open. Biden had vowed to undo many of Trump's heavily criticized immigration policies that clearly helped our country. But in a bid to guarantee increased protection and care for the uh, migrants entering the country. However, as we've all seen, his administration's handling of the southern border has been a disaster. Despite his tra- his campaign trail promises, Biden has reinstated the Trump era Remain in Mexico program and also upheld a controversial policy known as the Title 42. Biden had, for during his campaign and early months of his presidency, had been very against vocally against Trump's Remain in Mexico program, and a lot of the left were calling him racist and all this. But then Biden realized that, oh, maybe President Trump actually knew what he was doing because he, Joe Biden, the Biden administration sees what's going down at the border. But all that Joe Biden is doing is like, okay, I'll reinstate the Remain in Mexico program. But then they just forget about it because clearly they're not doing enough to keep the illegal aliens out, the the drug cartels, the human traffickers. They're not doing what they need to to keep them out. Um, Title 42 uh, was heavily criticized for using the pandemic to enable uh, uh, human rights violations and preemptively remove migrants found at the border. The policy has also led to family separations at the border, as many blocked from entering the country chose to send their children through a loan in a bid to guarantee their safety. So, Title 42, Trump used that, Title 42, to keep illegal. So, what I just read, I got it from uh, uh, Newsweek.com. Sounds a little leftist, and obviously they're not getting all the facts straight they're making things seem terrible but title 42 and remain in mexico policy or program was meant to keep the illegal aliens out that were going to cause a threat to our national security and biden and the left who called trump racist and called him all these things for instating that or implement not instating implementing the remain in mexico policy uh, have finally led to realize that Trump was right all along, which he has been about a lot of things. And hopefully one day Joe Biden will realize that Donald Trump was a 10 to 100 times better president than he is. And he 
knew what he was doing. Now, the administration's negligence um, at the border has also resulted in increased hostility. In the opening 10 months of Biden's presidency, over 7,647 cases of rape, torture, mur murder, kidnapping, and violent assault towards um, migrant um, migrants at the border have been recorded. There have been insane numbers of violence that has come in through the southern border, endangering American citizens, endangering and threatening our national security. We, when will the Biden administration finally realize that what they, what's going on at the southern border and their open border policies and their illegal, like, it's insane. And it's not doing anything for the country. I was just watching Fox News the other day. Um, I was on what it was on Tucker, Tucker Carlson. He was talking about now this absolutely blew my mind. Apparently, the government and the Biden administration are flying illegal immigrants in night in the night because it's supposed to be like this undercover thing because they don't want the um, the public and the American people to know about this is they're flying illegal um, immigrants to New York and letting them go. They're giving them free passage passage into the country, not knowing who these people are and what they, what their motives are and what they're seeking here in the United States. Yeah. Some of them just want a better chance. Some of them just want a better chance at life, more freedoms, but take them to go do that the right way. Make them do it legally. But there are also people that I'm sure have been brought in that are going to cause harm to the American people. And that just was crazy to me. That And they're doing this in secret. They don't want the American public to know. There needs to be more transparency, transparency between the Biden administration and the American people. Because the stuff that he is doing and the government and the administration are doing is not good for our country. Now, the last list, last thing on the list is one of the most devastating things, and that is the, Af the Afghanistan pullout. You know, we look at this, that the Biden administration totally failed this. And even CNN knew that. CNN, you know, they're the just... If you want to go find some lies and fake news, just go to CNN. They even said the Biden administration botched the Afghanistan pullout, and it was a terrible thing. The Afghanistan pullout, it was over the news for the longest time. Well, actually, it wasn't even that long because they were trying to cover it. The mainstream media was trying to cover it. So if you went on to, like, Fox News and where... I'm not saying Fox News is all perfect, but if you want some real news, they were giving you the Afghanistan uh, pullout uh, news and updates. And this horrifically led to the Taliban taking over Afghanistan and led to 13 of our very own military members dying at the hands of the Taliban, at the hands of 
a suicide bomber. And that led to even more uh, innocent Afghan civilians that were killed in that bombing. And there were million dollars worth of military equipment that were left in the hands of the Taliban. We were giving equipment to the terrorists. We were giving power to the terrorists. I just, it didn't make any sense. I'm sure that there was a better way of pulling out of Afghanistan. I'm sure there was. Because the way that it was done was obviously terrible and horrific. And there are still American citizens that are left there and that aren't being helped. Biden's administration has completely failed protecting American citizens and bringing them back to safety and their home. Instead, he brought back many Afghan citizens and thousands, tens of thousands of them in which some were criminals and terrorists that have caused harm. There have been stories of murders that were caused by these Afghan people that were brought in by the Biden administration. He's bringing in terrorists instead of bringing back and, and creating, making the American people that are trapped there unsafe. He is much more willing to bring back the terrorists and cause a threat to our national security and the American people than to bring back the people who live here and are citizens of our great country. So as we all know, Joe Biden's first year in office has been a complete disaster. And I don't say that lightly. It has been a complete disaster. But on the bright side, there are a few good things that we can take from the president's first year in office. Now, let me make it clear. Very few good things. Very few. But some of those things were the voting bills that didn't get passed, the Build Back Better Act that didn't get passed, and the terrible unconstitutional vaccine mandates that were shut down by the Supreme Court. While those were huge losses for the Biden administration, they were huge wins for America and the American people. And now, despite all of the bad things that has happened through this uh, administration's first year in office and all the bad things that has happened to our country, we can have peace in knowing that the red wave is coming here in 2022. And we have already seen it with the Virginia governor um, race that led to Glenn Youngkin and Winsome Sears becoming governor and lieutenant governor of Virginia. We are already seeing it. And when midterms come in November, we're going to see it even more. The red wave is coming. And the Republican Party will take back the House, the Senate, and in 2024, that's only three more years, guys, we can do it, the White House. As things don't look good right now, we can have faith that our country's foundation will soon be restored and we will once again be the amazing nation that our, country, our, our country's founding fathers envisioned. So let's stay strong, patriots, and stay bold and don't back down. As I have said on my Instagram page, if you follow me on there, I will be having a guest speaker coming on in a couple weeks to, I'll announce what we're going to be talking about in a week or so, But she, uh, and that is Caroline Smith. She's coming on, being a guest speaker on the podcast, and 
A couple days ago, Caroline sent me a verse from Proverbs chapter 28, verse 1, and it said, The wicked flee, though no one pursues, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. If we stay bold and don't back down and stay true to our beliefs and who we are as people, we will take back this great nation. May God bless you and may God bless America. Thank you.